Welcome back to Weekly Dev Tips. This is Steve Smith, aka R Dallas, and I'm at NDC London this week. Today I have with me Richard Campbell from .NET Rocks, and he has a tip for participating in Teams. Can we talk to each other a little? Why not? Oh, right? sure. Here we are sitting face to face. Nice to see you, Steve. Yeah, good seeing you, Richard. Uh, and uh, always a fun, a fun subject for folks that are are especially new into development and trying to figure out what's my life inside of a team look like. Sure. And these days, you probably are working with teams more than ever, as opposed to just coding by yourself in the basement uh, for, for most things we're building. So it's a, definitely an important topic. Yeah, and I think people take it for granted, sort of this trivial kind of, yeah, I'm in a team. But really looking at the meta of a team, like what makes a team work together. And, and I like to discriminate between three sort of core concepts, leadership, authority, and influence. Okay. And leadership is... You don't, leadership is something you find, I think, in folks, or you recognize that this is the person you go to for help, for giving it, for the right idea, the direction to go in, how to get through a problem, any of those sorts of things. And that may or may not be the person that has the authority. They're not necessarily the same thing, right? Leadership is sort of an, an extrinsic capability of, of folks, and you may lead as well. You know, we're often leading things to one degree or another. You lead your own life. But in a team, who, who is necessarily a leader can vary routinely. It's not that unusual. Sure. Uh, as opposed to authority, which is granted from another source of authority. Right. right. The organization of, says so-and-so is in charge. Is in, is in charge, whatever that happens to mean. And you'd like to think that authority and leadership go hand in hand, but they don't necessarily. Right. One is not required for the other and, and vice versa. And we certainly have you know, humorous knowledge of various, you know, poor authority folks. Uh, at the same time you want, you know, it's, it, we also need people to make decisions at times. And so invoking that authority is also a useful skill if used judiciously. Sure. It's only influence that is really the thing you can control as an individual to cultivate influence. That is the ability to persuade people to do things that need to be done hopefully for the better good of the team. You know, influence can be used negatively as well as it can be used positively. Sure, and influence is interesting because it's both a noun and a verb. Right. Right, right. so. You, have, you are an influencer, you influence, and someone can be influenced. Uh, and, and yeah, you certainly you can hide, you can wrap this in sort of dark cloth of the idea that influence is bad, but the reality is we influence people all the time. Uh, the question is, are you doing it intentionally? And is it to a, a greater goal? Sure. Uh, most effective leaders you know, recognize that influence is the most useful capability because it is the thing that has people going in a direction willingly. Yes. You know, as opposed to under orders. Uh, and really, in every situation, for every person, we sit with a mixture of leadership authority and influence. You know, they're, they're all different aspects of the same set of dynamics within a team of who's responsible for what, who's doing what, who is helping who, and what are the consequences of these actions. So, so if I'm on a team and influence is the thing I have the most control over, what are some things I can do to maximize my influence or in, improve my ability to influence? Well, and one would argue with authority, leadership, and influence, they're all about communication. Sure. Right? In, inevitably. So your ability to communicate is the most important skill, ultimately. The trick with influence is really what you're communicating uh, and how. 
To influence someone is to share a value with them and allow that value to move in a direct, to provide direction that is positive for all parties. So okay. when, we, when really we're talking about building up trust to influence and trust inevitably is shown as shared values. Okay. So I mean, values is kind of a sensitive subject for a lot of folks. It's very personal, your own individual ethics or morality. And, you know, we have the distinct advantage, you and I, of being friends for a long time. Sure. I find you to be one of the most ethical people I've ever known. And, and I and believe me when I say this to you, Stephen, and maybe we're a little off topic, but it's like, when you believe something, when you, you have a lot of influence over me when you say something. Because I'm, my experience working with you for years is your opinions are very considered. But I have to think about what you say and, and consider it. You are quite influential. And it's that time we've spent together, the trust we share, that makes you that influencer. Sure. And it's one of those things where trust is something that takes years to build and seconds to lose. Yeah. Although, and the truth is, it doesn't actually get destroyed. It gets damaged, right? If you, if you have a bank of trust with someone, they can make a mistake. Sure. And and, re and repair that damage too, if, if they want to, and if they're yeah, in if good they're faith. wise to, because trust is important, right? I mean, the life is a lot better. If we get back to the real goal here as a team, where we're trying to make something, and if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. We do need to trust each other for it to be as productive as it could be. Yes, it's possible to build trust, build software in a low trust environment. It's just not fun right. and not fast. Yes. And we can make better stuff in less time in a higher trust environment and influences this process. The process of building influence is the process of strengthening trust. Sure. I would agree with that. And so you said it all comes down to communication. How, how much does this person actually trust me and, and how can I grow that trust? And you know, we can tap into Stephen Covey here and say this first seek to be first seek to understand before trying to be understood. Sure. Right. That before I can talk, before I can talk about my values to you, I need to use your values in, in kind. Right. And developing empathy obviously would be a huge skill here yeah. to develop that trust as well. To be open enough to be affected by others. You cannot influence without first being influenced. So knowing, getting to know someone well enough. And, and the work environment's a terrible place for growing that, actually. You know, in reality, we spend most, most of our work day is a time to challenge trust, to put weight on it. Now, a day where trust was successfully challenged and, and work is a good day, it strengthens a little. But if you really wanna grow out trust, it's kind of away from the work. And for most people in most work environments, the only time you're amongst your coworkers and not at work is lunch. Right. Some kind of meal times. Yeah. And, plus, and typically lunch. Yeah. Lunch being the easiest one. I mean, yeah. maybe there's a, I mean, folks come in early and it's breakfast. It's something we used to do at Strange Loop is we always provided breakfast. Mm -hmm. But I also was a deep believer in the idea that humans are hardwired to trust those they break bread with. Right. Like you think about fundamentally were the same generics that, uh, that were the same genetics that lived on the savanna, you know, uh, as hunter gatherers. And to sit around a fire sharing food is an innate trust exercise. Yes. That I, I am 
not protecting myself from you, that I'm eating the same things you were eating, all of that. And so back in that root brain of ours is we are eating together, we already trust each other. Right. And at the same time now, we have room to have those conversations that share more values and grow that trust further. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why distributed teams benefit so much from having on-site activities or, or off-site activities, but, but activities that bring people together in the flesh mm -hmm. to get to know one another better. Well, and again, because that's where we get full bandwidth human, right? Yes. When we're face-to-face. -face. And that has, uh, the tones of voices, the expression on our faces, the gestures we make, they're all part of effective communication and they help elevate trust as well. Uh, one of my problems, uh, one of the things I've been doing with remote workers lately is informal conversations with remote workers. Having coffee mm -hmm. yeah. via Skype okay, right, or Hangout or something like that. But the point being, if the only time you ever communicate with a remote worker is with an agenda, right. no trust times. Sure. But the fact that, hey, I am doing this now on a routine basis where I'm paying someone remote that I want to connect with to better, that I'm working with on one project or another thing, I'm going to get myself a cup of tea. Did you want to have one? And what I'm really saying is, uh, go get your caffeinated beverage of choice, and let's turn on the video uh, chat with no agenda. Yeah, and just catch up for a little bit. Just chat for a little bit. I think we just don't do enough of that with remote people. And it's something we do easily and routinely with the folks in the shared workspace. We always end up in the kitchen together or by the water cooler together. Right. The more we do that with, our remote, with the folks that are remote to us, the better. And all with this same set of goals, to strengthen that uh, that ability to influence each other and by trusting each other. Sure. All right. Well, I think that is an excellent tip for anyone that works on a team. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I appreciate your time. I think you have anything else to, to leave us with or any projects that uh, you're working on now that you want to share? Well, the, the podcast is still being the podcast. So .NET rocks every week, run as radio every week. And I am deeply mired in the history of .NET. Your book project. Yes. Do you think you know when that's coming? I'm pretty sure we'll get it done this year. Pretty sure. But I said that last year too. <laughs> but it's a big project. I'm enjoying it. Awesome. Uh, but it's uh, it's a lot of work. I hope I do it justice. Cool. Well, I'm sure you will. Thank you very much, Richard. This has been another episode of Weekly Dev Tips. I'll see you next week with another great developer tip.